0: Welcome to the Legal Sector Resilience podcast, a series of one-to-one conversations with the people who are passionate about helping you create strong, relevant, and thriving legal practices. Led by me, Emma Waddingham, editor of Legal News Wales. Expect discussions around technology, pricing, people, culture, compliance, leadership, finance, and more to help inspire you to confidently invest in the tools and solutions to help elevate, sustain, and grow your legal practice. I'd like to introduce you to Yian Lee, CEO of Vellidium. Lydian is a commercial client onboarding and engagement system for the legal industry and he's passionate about technology and innovation. Since we met during lockdown, I've seen him attend every event and take part in lots of discussions around technology and the legal sector in Wales, um, from the Wales Legal Awards and obviously more nationally as well to attending Legal Geek and I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about those events later. Yian and I both have a great interest in the role of technology and its role in the future of legal service to delivery. I met virtually during the pandemic to chew the fat. Um, He's been a great uh, person for me to lean on and regularly we catch up in person to talk about the legal sector, technology, lots of other things as well, but we always try and avoid that overused noun, innovation. So um, we'll, we'll explain a little bit more why later, um, but I thought my first tech guest has to be Yian, um, although I am sorry to say I can't buy you a coffee today, uh, but at this time we're very pleasantly in your office. Um, mm-hmm. it's, lo- it's lovely to see you, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good, hope, you, uh, hope you're a fan of the office. Absolutely. And the coffee I made live up to the expectations.
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you know at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: Yian, you gave, give us the elevator pitch on mm. Validian and the kind of law firms that you work with and speak to on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll I'll go back to the start. So we started Validian towards the end of 2020, um, sort of coming out of COVID, and noticed that there was quite uh, an industry-wide problem when it came to uh, law firms needing to verify their clients, and essentially knowing who their client is when they couldn't come into branch. So from that, since started to speak into load of law firms, you know, from firms that she saw practitioners up to, up to partners in holding levels. It was literally just trying to, trying to grasp the industry and see what the problems are. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it's sort of turned into nowadays and how we market it is a digital client onboarding system, but also then a compliance management system as well. So how it works is the client due diligence aspect. So pretty much digitizing the Know Your Customer and anti-money laundering checks. So digital IDs, uh, open banking, proof of funds, making sure that they're all all valid. And then the follow on process then of handling the tasks that come from the onboarding process. So Mm -hmm. how can we now approve the client? How can we then request additional documents and handling that and helping firms with that? And then the final element then is sort of the ongoing monitoring. So, yep, they passed today, but what about in a week? What about Mm in a month's time? How can we keep up to date with that? Um, in terms of the firms, we noticed there's a big gap in small, medium-sized firms sort of being left behind a lot of the time with technology. Yeah. Um, so what we wanted to do was, was build a system that was accessible for them and uh, they're sort of the main, the main firms that we're working with in the legal industry and also we can stretch beyond that then. Uh, to accountancy, wealth management, any regulated businesses, that would need it.
0: Excellent, and that's music to my ears. And and also because of the fact that you do talk to firms on a, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, you're uh, you're doorstepping, as it were, in terms yeah. of my research and data as to what's going on. So it's really useful to speak to you today, and mm-hmm. and, and and a pleasure as ever. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about um, it, to start off with is the results of a digital maturity survey that um, Legal News Wales put together with Cardiff and District Law Society's Tech Group. Send out the entire legal sector in Wales and we had a great response um, and very uh, much reflective of the size of the market, the types of people working in the sector um, and also in terms of the spread across Wales and it was we could have been bigger uh, I'm not going to lie and we will look to do another pulse test as well. The initial longer survey ran at the end of last year and was very well um, responded to and we picked up a shorter pulse survey and probably a responses of between 150 200 responses probably very good for the size of the sector yeah, yeah. Um, came back earlier this year and and the, the results of which will be found on our insights page on legal news wales We know the law firms are typically presented as slow to change, slow to decide and slow to take action, which is a criticism often lobbed at the sector. Um, And there are loads of reasons why that might be the case, if that is the case. And that's probably for another podcast and another Google black hole to go down. Um, But the pandemic really changed the way law firms made decisions on technology investments in particular. Um, Investments had to be made very quickly. Uh, That risk-averse type of approach was thrown out. And every every sector under the sun really kind of approached this. And I went to an innovation event with the Welsh government recently, and they were saying how that pace of change in the NHS has mm. really continued. And so, you know, it got it got us thinking. Um, obviously, we've rolled out Microsoft 365, Zoom, Teams, often applications like mm. Adobe mm. and e-signing during the pandemic to make sure that, that re- clients were reassured, the job was done. Um, and also, I suppose, as firms had more of a global, reach Mm -hmm. because they're online firms like yourself um, became more important so what we really wanted to know in the survey was that our law firms in wales as keen to make progress on the gains made during the pandemic in terms of tech and efficiency if not why, Mm -hmm. uh, and what their ambitions are for the year ahead. And to try and see where, okay, so they want to go one way, but actually they're they're kind of holding back and getting there. So I think that's something that I definitely want to pick up Hmm. with you initially. Um, And I will share the results, as I say, online, and we can talk about them a little bit. But have you seen a change in mindset in terms of investing in tech for the legal sector?
1: absolutely. So obviously we started end of 2020 so a lot of the change will have had to have been made you know months before that what i found was essentially firms tended to go for the bigger names so you know your clios of the world Mm. because it was sort of quite a rush i needed i need to find something i need to i need i need to invest in some technology they were the ones that would come at the top of any sort of google searches Mm. and what would happen would be the pricing point was a lot higher than they should have been paying because they're paying for a full suite of features when realistically they only need one. Yeah, um, which which was a shame to see, but obviously they had to they had to act fast. And I that think was we the all did that on Zoom, it.
0: didn't we? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Zoom Pro now, yeah, yeah. So,
1: that's it. Um, so so I saw that. But in terms of my conversations with people in the industry, back in 2020 when I started these conversations, it was very much sort of. It isn't a priority for us at all. And we haven't even thought about it. And a lot of the time when I was throwing some words out like legal tech, Mm. it was very much what you actually mean by that. What is legal tech? Mm. Um, Now I still get those questions of what is actually legal tech uh, and what do I mean by it? But it's a lot more... I think appreciated Mm -hmm. in that I think firms nowadays two years on have realised okay technology is pretty important it has helped us through COVID and therefore we should probably keep going Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about it is there's still a lot of issues Mm -hmm. from being able to find the right tech how do they access that Um, and especially for the smaller firms how do we Where can we find the resources to put into it?
0: Yeah. So there was definitely a shift of mindset Mm. in the survey results. So um, firms were acknowledging that, yes, they understand that legal or technology created for the legal sector. So very specific tech, but also things like Microsoft wasn't developed for the legal Mm -hmm. sector. they're absolutely we want to go forward with these but it's just okay so what solution because before there might have been three or four different types of case management software for example that was specific to a certain area of law Mm -hmm. that's what we'll get off the shelf brilliant um that might not talk to microsoft Mm -hmm. or that is now something that they can't manipulate it doesn't work for their practice their practice almost grown out Mm -hmm. of it in a way um but it can't talk to anything else. Or clients still want them to use it. So there's lots of reasons as to why they might have to use existing mm-hmm. technologies. Yep. Um, I spoke to a law firm recently that said that they were appointed to a, a panel uh, for a trade union and they demanded a particular type of case management software, okay. which you know left them kind of tearing their hair out. Um, so and I won't name either of them, <laughs> of course. Um, but, uh, you know, so you've got this kind of mindset shift. I think you're absolutely right. Um, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, why What's stopping people from then saying, right? Okay, I need help, mm. or let's buy this next piece. Let's come to you yeah. uh, and and get Validian in. What what is it that's stopping them?
1: Yeah, I think so. So there is the mindset of it, they've switched, sort of. Okay, maybe we do need technology, but equally, there's still that sort of if it's not broke, why why fix it? Mm-hmm. So talking from my standpoint around sort of compliance. Um, it does the trick. Are they doing it at the moment? Yeah, it might be slow and it's taking up a lot of their time, but it's still working and it has worked for the past 10, 20, 30 years. So mm-hmm. I think that's something um, that, that, that could be changed. Another one is barriers around sort of implementation. So mm-hmm. if we're talking about smaller firms especially, it's who do I turn to? So how do I know which of the hundreds of case management systems out there is right for me? Yeah. How do I figure that out? Um, but also, who's going to help me actually get that into the firm? So if we're just talking about firms with four or five partners who are just operating in the firm who maybe don't have the technical expertise, mm-hmm. well, rolling out a big system and then sort of switching the data from one system to the to the new, who's going to do that? And will the new provider help me with that? I think it can be a barrier. Mm-hmm. And the final thing is jargon, I think. yeah. So you you get a lot of companies who are trying to stand out using technical terms. So you know AI powered, fully you know driven by machine learning. The first thing that that's quite scary. So it it sounds scary if you say something's going to be automated and taken away. You know, mm. is out of your control. That's the
0: big fear around low tech, anyway, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, but the second one then is just yeah, but what does it actually mean? You know, you're saying is AI driven, but you know what's the benefit for us to implement that? And I think that's something that. Vendors, as a whole, could potentially portray a little bit better and just just Mm. change the language a bit. So they're probably the main barriers that I see.
0: Yeah. I I have a friend actually in marketing in the US and Hmm. she coaches tech companies in in their marketing message and and something she's always hammering home. And this is true for any businesses. You know, what problem are you trying to solve? Um, And I think there's a, 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 absolutely, you're right. There's a lot of tech companies that aren't maybe talking at our level as Mm -hmm. purchasers to say, this is how we help solve the pains that you have. There's also an issue in firms that they, and this was reflected in the survey, that they know where they want to get to. They want to grow they're ambitious they want to recruit the yep. right people Recruitment is a huge issue and retention that, that hasn't changed but they don't know what their problem is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so you've got somebody that's going out to get tech that because you know there's a jones and jones llp down the road have it yes. or they think they should and they should be more efficient and they're hearing the narrative now um but you know well it, how do we even identify what our problem is yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest starting point for firms is sort of, right, Sit, let's sit back. What's the biggest problem? You know, is it that our clients are getting frustrated because we're not giving them updates as much as they want us mm-hmm. to? Is it that, you know, we keep cutting corner around compliance, uh, you know, our compliance procedures, and we're getting a bit nervous that when we're going to be audited, mm-hmm. will we be able to show that we've done the right things or will we be hit with a big fine? You know, if those are your biggest problems... It, let's identify them, yeah, um, and then we look at, okay, what can the solution be? And maybe it isn't always technology, it might not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's something just in turn, you need to shift some of the teams, you need to put someone you know, to focus on something different. A lot of the time, tech will help. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on that point of problem, I think you have firms can sort of fit into two mm-hmm. categories. Problem aware, which is, okay, we know there's a problem, but we have no idea what the solution could be yeah. right so so where do we turn how do we figure this out for them it can be i think super scary then to even think technology is an option because mm. they don't even know if there's if there's an easier solution that yeah they're going to get rinsed by it. speaking
0: to someone unnecessarily
1: yeah. yeah so so you've got that and the second category then is more solution away so okay we figured out it is technology that's going to help us with this but which one do we choose mm. you know and, and and how do we find it and I think what you found with a lot of tech vendors is, is sometimes if a firm is searching for something on Google, you they're putting a lot of money into their into the SEO and their and their mm. marketing to come up on the top. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right technology
0: yeah, of course. for the
1: search term that the, the law firm have used. So I think there's 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 issues around there, even though the problem's been identified. Okay, but who can helped me now
0: with the next step. Yeah. And I know this is something that um in particular, Cardiff and District Law Society's Tech Group wants to try and address yeah. to welcome to get groups of firms, different firms. Yeah, you know, I know showed Sutherland sits mm-hmm. on there, uh, smaller high street firms, independent practices um, that that will come together and, and ask questions of each other yeah. and say, so, "Well, what are you doing? Or actually, you're not doing that in house anymore. Why is that?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the kind of the responses have been very similar um, and even things like you know hands up we we're only now getting our data in a ship shape order we're only now digitizing our world bank and mm-hmm. things like this and and people are very happy to share and i think the more forums that we can create particularly across wales the better and yep. i would encourage people to take part in, in those in those forums. Um, and you know, I I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. So you've got the issue that, that people know they have a, a problem, but perhaps they're a bit afraid of that of that technology. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, the sector probably doesn't help itself, the tech sector. <laughs> but you you're I mean, you spend an awful lot of time. Um, you really listening to some of the what What are the most common problems? Do people say, well, it's compliance led, or I want to make those efficiencies? Because there's a couple of subtle reasons as to why people might want to implement tech as well as there which i'll come on to in a minute
1: yeah i I think efficiency is massive so you know they'll they'll essentially sit there and and figure out you know we've got x amount of people in the firm we want to make sure that every time you know every hour they're spending in work is pretty much you know efficient and Mm. and and as productive as it can be i think a big problem with that as well is the working hours you know there's so so much work for Um, you know, people in the legal industry to do, and it sort of creeps into their evenings, you know, they work in the nights. And I think that's something that the technology can especially help with, It's sort of like, you know, prove the work-life balance and i think that's something that's massive for a lot of firms isn't it mm, definitely um, with like the well-being stuff so yeah. so i think that's sometimes a big thing yeah. um
0: and that kind of picks up on what i was going to say as well so i, I another podcast we've got planned very shortly um, is about value pricing yeah. and the idea of saying do you know what we can turn work away because mm-hmm. we're being paid the right amount for it and we've got the right clients coming in and i won't kind of go over the conversation that i'm going to be having with with sean Jardine on that but um what we did discuss when i spoke the other day and um, what I've been speaking to recruiters mm-hmm. about and individuals that let's take the conveyancing market for mm-hmm. example is is a sector that is totally overwhelmed it was on the edge of the cliff mm-hmm. o- during the pandemic yep. working wise well-being is an issue people leaving the sector are thinking mm-hmm. that's that's the solution for them and if you're looking at technology obviously aiding the and supporting those staff we've seen that, that I know a recruiter's told me that Um, people have left the sector, or sorry, left their role to go to another organization because that particular organization has said, look, we've got lots of work, we're busy, but we're using tech. We're outsourcing certain parts of the work to other people to get it completed, to support you to do more. So we know where mm-hmm. the value of your work comes into this. What can be taken off you? We're not trying to automate your role. We're trying mm-hmm. to help you do what you do best yep. Um, yep. and then streamline other things, which, such as outsourcing or tech or whatever that yep. is. And of course, then you've suddenly got a conversation around technology helping recruitment and retention. So I think there's more to it than just what you might think of being, you know, having a bit of a niche advantage Mm -hmm. and nimble and efficient so we can build more. That's not what it's about, actually. It's meeting some of these huge issues, which, again, coming back to the survey, what keeps you awake at night for uh, the legal sector is is how do we sustain um, and be resilient as well as grow in the future?
1: Yeah. And just on the note of pricing as well, with that and sort of like the human hours that go into sort of these tasks, I think a lot of the time, and it's 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 totally right. A lot of firms do focus on how much is this tech gonna cost me, mm. um, and when there's no outgoings for technology, any outgoing for technology looks big. Yeah, but I think what you really need to look at is okay, but without this technology, this may take half an hour of time, whereas we you know you can get it down to a minute, twenty nine minutes saving. It all adds up, yeah. But because you know it's just in, within the working day, and perhaps they paid a salary or the billable hour, it's often missed. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's something that you know, if there was something I would say to a firm when you're you're faced with sort of okay, that looks like it might be quite quite expensive as a piece of tech, really deep and say, okay, but how much you know time is it saving? Mm. What could the consequences be if we don't implement the tech? So if we are fined by the SRA, for example, mm. could that massively sort of overshadow how much we would pay for the tech? Um, So I think, you know, things like that are are important and another factor into considering tech, I guess. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And this is the thing, you know, we're talking about some of the operational technology that was adopted during the pandemic Mm. for firms that haven't really made a massive investment beyond, say, some of the hardware is that you can pay for it on a monthly basis. So you've got your 365 and Zoom or Teams, whatever you've got, Uh, Adobe even, you know, you can pay for that in a small block. Mm-hmm. to access a cloud and you, you, know, you think you're getting quite a lot of value for money when you're buying something that is in one block mm-hmm. um, and that's digging into maybe your war chest or mm-hmm. a chest that you haven't even put aside for technology um, yeah it is a huge decision yeah. and it is for any company actually I don't think that's exclusively for the legal sector not at all. Yeah. Um, but we are a regulated industry and that's probably probably finding the same in other sectors would you say that are regulated?
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely, and but but even on that, you know, if if it's looking like a big chunk of money, at the end of the day, a tech startup's pretty flexible as well. You yeah. know, so if you're working with a provider and you know they're the right ones, and from my perspective, I would love to speak so openly with a client who would say, you know, look, I'm not a massive fan of how you've priced it, and sort of like the structure that I'd rather pay monthly, weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there should be opportunity to do that because the last thing we would want is to block access to technology. It's the last thing we'd ever want. So um, I think that's important from a vendor side, have a bit of flexibility with how Firms would like to pay for
0: it. Yeah, and and getting and I think that comes back to having a relationship, doesn't it? Yeah. And getting to know yeah. people. And you know, most of the tech companies, I think it's probably fair to say that that have an offering for legal sector um, are not based in Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. There's not many of us, yeah. uh, many of you. Um, and then, so that is an issue because we like to see people and meet them and build trust. We buy yeah. from people, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, as a sector, the legal sector sells its people to people. So mm-hmm. it does make sense to have that. And I know that's something that we're trying to work on to you know have um events um and opportunities for the sector to meet um suppliers vendors consultants for example um and um you know you must (laughs) spend a lot of your time being a consultant as well as as yeah selling the product so um but but that's why we're talking today i mean so i'm going to come on to um you know some of the words like innovation and Mm -hmm. law tech what what are some of the problems around the word innovation
1: yeah I th- honestly, I, I think the big thing is is how broad it is. Mm. You know, okay, innovation—great. We hear it everywhere pretty much nowadays, don't we? Yeah. And it's sort of like, how is that actually resonating with the firm that you're speaking to? You know, it's like if I, if I say innovation, it'll it'll go straight over their head. That's mm-hmm. that's how I see it. Um,
0: it's a bit of a buzzword now, it isn't is, it? And it a black hole—you yeah. know, you kind of throw it, it sticks, and mm-hmm. um, to to one person it means completely well, the real meaning of the word, to completely change and radicalise yeah. a, a process. Um, but to others, it could just be, well, we've bought 365 and we're all talking on teams now. Yeah. That in it, That's innovative for them, but it's not, you know, innovative law firm of the year. And I think that's sometimes where the conversations yeah. can be blocked, isn't
1: I, it? I agree. And and what you don't want is to highlight innovation as a complete firm-wide transformation attack, because what you're going to have is, if you have a smaller firm who are trying their best to understand this tech world, trying to navigate it, yeah. they've just implemented a piece of tech that they see as innovative. But if you're saying you're only innovative if you change your firm, it's going to make them feel, you know, well, what's the point of me even trying? That's such a good point. You know, and, yeah. and I think when you start to define it that way, it gets a bit bit tricky then. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, just on, on this as well there's two parts of the innovation for me as well. So you've got the tech innovation. So yeah, any piece of tech that you can implement to help your process is fantastic. But it's then how do we get that technology in? Mm -hmm. So sort of talk about process innovation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sort of regulatory issues when it comes to running a new piece of technology, data protection, impact assessments, you know, a load Mm -hmm. of forms you have to go through, um, a lot of due diligence basically, and that can take a long time how can firms now sort of change their processes internally to get set up on a trial quicker, to get a piece of tech in quicker, Mm. so that they're not spending the time doing the due diligence and they realize actually it's not right for me yeah yeah
0: yeah you know yeah. so
1: so there's two sides to that as well i think
0: do you think um i mean is the sra doing more now do you think to help firms overcome that problem or? yeah
1: massively and, and and again speaking for wales here as well there's, there's been a lot going on so we've tried to be in as many of the discussions as we can be mm-hmm. and just just initiating sort of these just roundtable events isn't it and just being if you want to show up Come, you know, you're not going to get bombarded, you're not going to be saying, You know, oh, why are you here? You know, and and sort of saying, Why do you class yourself as innovative? You know, it's good that there's just a space they can go learn about technology, Mm -hmm. learn about the barriers some other firms are facing, so they don't feel alone. And it just sort of creates this sort of like whole movement of all these firms in Wales that know mm. you know, technology is right for
0: us. And I think that's yeah, you know, okay, kind of pick up on the survey and, and Cardiff Law Tech Group again. It was really refreshing to see mm. that the challenges are very similar across the firms. We're talking yeah. about international law firms here as well as you know, kind of a one man, one woman practice, totally. and uh, you know, so that the, the challenges are the same and the fears and concerns are very similar. Mm-hmm. It's just that the spend might be different. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, we still all got to justify and i think that is reassuring and and as you say invite them to come into that space and and i think as well the advice probably from the sra i'm sure if i speak on their behalf is to give us a call if you're not sure you know at the end of the day yeah yeah Um, so, uh, what are the dangers do you think of keeping up with the Jones and Joneses <laughs> when, when we're looking at technology? Um, and should law firms look at the tech first or the solution first?
1: Okay. So I've thought about this quite a bit, to be honest. Um, and I think when you're looking at solution first, tech first, for me on the, at the levels like chicken or the egg, what come first? Mm. But I think when you dive down into it and get a bit deeper, it's, it's sort of like, the, I mean, the, the true first thing is, is the problem. You know, what, what's the problem? And then what's the business goal we're trying to achieve? How do we get there? Yeah. And then the solution should always come before the tech. Yeah. So, okay, let's look at everything that could be on the cards. Absolutely everything. Figure out what this solution could be. However, I think when you're looking at the solution, tech should always be then the front of your mind. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we need a solution I know technology's there, but let, let's have a little look at the processes internally that we could do to make us more efficient without the tech mm-hmm. and then yeah. see if we can then, you know, catapult it, I guess. And it's that sort of thing, like you said, keeping up with the Jones and you know, Joe, I like that. Um, <laughs> that's right. Is you don't want to comp- compare yourself because, like we said, budgets are different, client bases are different, mm. you know size how you operate is completely different you don't want to compare yourselves and yeah. um, what you want to make sure though is, is you're is your trying your absolute hardest to keep up with the whole market that's yeah. moving into more of a technological based yeah.
0: market Yeah, and meet the needs of customer, of clients customers yep. which whoever you want to however you want to name them um, I think you know maybe tech that idea of, of kind of the FOMO side mm-hmm. of it yeah. if we're missing out um, is that you know maybe that puts the conversation kickstarts the conversation so tech might come first but actually then they go okay well we need to look at the solution mm. and, and so how you know I know it's not necessarily your role you're not paid to do this on a day to day basis but you're Probably do mm-hmm. who provides that solution? Like, where do law firms go? And they say Well, we can't, we're not the people to look at ourselves, to tear ourselves open mm-hmm. and really judge what the problem with the firm is. Mm. And, um, you know, I think firms are quite good at doing that with culture and getting HR consultants in. Do we do it enough with tech consultants? Are there tech consultants? I yeah. think
1: <laughs> no, there are tech consultants, um, and I think they're brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, personally. From from their point of view it's it's sort of an objective standpoint, so they're sort of detached from the firm, you know, and sort of looking in and I think that can be really good for mm-hmm. for firms looking to, to advance their tech. Um yeah, in in terms of then just sort of the the issues I guess around the what was the word you
0: used? Um, what did I say?
1: I got a bit lost then.
0: That's all right. Hang on. Oh,
1: it was the support support element. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll that's pick right. up we on that. Start again. Yeah, I can cut that.
1: That's fine. Yeah. So you've got the, obviously, the, the tech consultants are doing really good work. But then in terms of if a firm just wants sort of a starting point, how do I find technology for us? A lot of it is genuinely a simple Google search. Yeah. Which, like I've already touched on, that's then down to the vendors. Who's the best to showing up for, the, for those searches? Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the right fit. The second legal geek have got a really good startup map. I okay. don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Um, so it's on their website, and you can go on there, and it's sort of like designed as the London Underground. Amazing. It's brilliant. So <laughs> it sort of it shows the, the the business category or the tech category. So it can be client onboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, it could literally be contract uh, contract analysis, and you follow it through, and they've essentially mapped all the all the tech startups who have wanted to be on there. Crazy.
0: Um, that's so that's crazy. good.
1: Yeah. Yet not many firms know about it. And I know there's some other firms who are trying some other tech companies who are trying to put sort of toolkits together. Um, but I think what needs to happen more is rather than having a one stop shop, mm. is more people who can talk to firms and let's really get to know your problems. Yeah. And it's more of a personal basis. Yeah. So that they're not paying money on tech that isn't really benefiting them. It's yeah. just one that they saw on a list, so it must be good.
0: Yeah. And I you know, I mean I I've obviously got marketing background as well and you know, so you'll have bring a marketing consultant in. I mm-hmm. won't necessarily code a website; I help build it. But there'll be people that I will bring in or recommend, mm-hmm. um, and things that, that the tools that they can use to be able to to meet their their, their needs and their yeah. aims and aspirations yeah. for marketing. And it's a pretty similar kind of style of approach. I mm-hmm. know there are people out like I'm sure I'm, I'm very much hoping come forwards if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to speak to you. Um, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And to take time to reflect on where not just where we want to go, but okay, what's stopping us from Mm. getting there right now, which is obviously that strategic kind of building block anyway, isn't it? Um, So the bulk of the legal sector in Wales is, is... Probably um, classes as, as SMEs mm-hmm. uh, as you'd expect, with lots more uh, probably more nimble and seeing faster growth than others. Um, but I'd put um, my money on very few, if any, having an in-house legal tech mm-hmm. specialist. Um, and I know this goes back to the technology consultant side, mm-hmm. but it, how, do you come? Is that growing, or certainly individuals within an organisation who want to become more okay with technology? Is that, is yep. that something you've been seeing?
1: Um, so, from my discussions. Not many firms at all have an in-house technology specialist. Okay. A lot of the, what happens is a junior solicitor or junior lawyer then would would enter the firm and perhaps they have the interest in technology, mm-hmm. so would try and lead some of it. But yet, you know, it's not an official role. So how much time really do they have? Yeah. Um, doing that. Um, but with the with the tech consultants, I think I, I mean I think it's great
0: mm-hmm. personally
1: because they don't have. I mean, on the whole, and the ones I've spoken to, they don't have agreements with tech vendors. So they wouldn't have an agreement to say, right, actually, we'll team up. So if this firm's got a problem, I'll just push you in. It's got to be best
0: interest, Exactly, And and I think
1: that's very rare for a firm to get that because what you get is vendor salesman, and they're always going to be the best on the market. You know, we're always going to say we're the best. but I think you know, firms want more security of someone looking from a higher level that mm. this is genuinely what you need. So these are the ones you want. So the objectiveness is great. And a lot of the time, they'll have done it before. Mm. So they will have been into other firms. They will have seen other problems, probably similar to, to, to other firms' problems. And therefore, you can trust their judgment. Yeah. And they'll say, look, this worked for these guys. Here's the return that we got them on this piece of tech. So let's give it a go, six months, and and if it's not working, we can review someone else. So I I think they are great. Um,
0: Yayan, what would be your advice to legal practices and lawyers who know they need to make a change? Um, They want to improve efficiencies. They want to attract new clients and attract and retain talented lawyers and Mm -hmm. all the wonderful things we've (laughs) talked about, the benefits of of, of a solution uh, that's powered by technology, and they aim ultimately to grow. What would your advice be? Yeah,
1: I think... I've already touched on sort of identifying the problem. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Pricing, look beyond just the prices on the paper. Look at, you know, what is solving. Another one is you need to essentially appreciate technology isn't scary Mm -hmm. and try and blur the lines between technology in your personal life and in business life. Um, So what do I actually mean by that? I guess the reality of it is, you know, in our personal lives, we don't really have an issue just downloading an app. You know, and let an app just automate things, you know.
0: Scroll past it, yeah. Yeah. That's it, you know, and we just
1: hit agree. um, Whether it's, you know, it automates your, if you've got money in sort of like trading, you know, does all of that for you. If you need to identify a song, you just sort of like give it access to your microphone and then it'll tell you what song it is. Um, And just using Siri if you're, you know, far away from your phone. But, you know, when it comes then to business technology, it seems there's a FOD over it that's Mm. pretty scary because, Maybe it takes it feels like it's taking control away, and and you know it's something that you've never used before. I think blurring those lines and thinking I use technology every day in my you know in my personal life, and it makes my life a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Why shouldn't it in business?
0: I mean, it, this is something that's talked about a lot, isn't it? The fact that the younger generations, I mean, I mm-hmm. didn't have a phone till I was at university. Mm. So and I'm, you know, I'm 40, so I don't really think I'm that old. But those <laughs> coming up behind me grew up on iPads. You know, my daughter's know, knows my four-year-old knows yeah. how to, you know, probably take one apart and put it back together yeah. already. Yeah. Um, and 10 years ago on a, another national magazine, I was writing about the fact that junior lawyers were coming in, frustrated, putting their phones in their lockers because obviously they can't use use them because of the risks well the perceived risks yep. and lack of training probably um, around using your personal phone um, but certainly it's not even about using the personal phone it's about the about the what that was on there so the way that they use WhatsApp which mm. i know is more prevalent now uh, the way that they use different types of applications to make their life easier easier and then they'd pick up their brick of a work phone <laughs> and they what they felt were luddite kind of tech yep. systems in the office um, and they could just screaming in their heads because they could see where efficiencies could be made mm-hmm. now that's 10 years ago those solicitors those lawyers would be a lot old you know kind of probably my age now mm-hmm. uh, a bit younger so they would be used to the fact that surely to them tech isn't as scary so what the next generation of lawyers that are coming in right now working probably two to three years qualified you're thinking mm-hmm. um so yeah i think you're absolutely right but 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 there are risks aren't there and i think that's you know fair to say
1: Yeah, no, totally. You know, there's always risks. And and I think you also don't want to be too, you know, slapdash with it either. Like you said, you know, if you're you're downloading a personal app, you said scroll down and hit agree. Okay, when is a business? It is a bit different then, isn't it? Mm. So things then around sort of the cyber element then, so cyber essentials, for example, um, which obviously Law Society Wales are doing quite a bit of. Yeah, Um, Welsh Government
0: has funded a scheme um, with Law Society and... um, uh, Cy- Pure Cyber yeah. is a delivery partner to ha- access free cyber essentials and then go into Cyber Essentials Plus. Mm. And certainly if you want to do any work panel work with Welsh Government, it's a requirement to have this. And lots of companies will be demanding it. There are not enough firms in Wales who have cyber essentials. That's right. So a basic. Yeah. Get that sorted. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And just one other thing as well with with a bit more advice, I suppose, is it's great to look at your firm and the efficiencies tech can help with. How much better your life will be about it, all of that. Mm. But you also want to think of your client then as well, you know. So we have a big push on client-facing processes. So yeah. with with the client onboarding, the law firm's client will be interacting with our product. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that, you know that, that your clients enjoy using the tech, and half the time they're expecting it anyway. Yeah. And, and They're more than happy to use it. So there's another there's another thing to take into account is are your clients asking for it or would you know would they they you know, feeling when they when they're working with you feel better.
0: Absolutely. I think that's very important. And that goes back to that kind of what, which I'll talk about with Sean at a later date about value pricing which Hmm. is you know they're getting this kind of experience this this brilliant customer experience and the feeling of safety and Mm -hmm. security and trust and um you know so and the technology is part of that um it doesn't mean that you're offering a concierge service that that is wildly overpriced it Mm -hmm. it means you're giving people what they expect it also opens you up to working more globally as well and you know not just within maybe the kind of few square miles around the office, um, you come up with any because of the kind of systems that you're offering. Yep. Um and, and giving peace of mind to the employees as well that they they have got yeah. you know, reassurance.
1: And and, and and just one other thing as well, with you know, if when we're working with a law firm, I'm more than happy then for the firm to sort of say, right, we've got this issue now as well. <laughs> I know your product doesn't settle it. But, but you know you sort of mates with anyone else you know do you know any other companies that could help with this where there's a new case management system yeah. we need to review contracts quicker i'm in the sphere in you know in that sphere day in day out i'm talking to other vendors go into where they hang out these different events um you know so from my perspective i'm sure every other tech vendor would be the same
0: mm.
1: we'd be more than happy to help you know if you any other issues in the firm as well.
0: Absolutely. If the Lydian can validate. And I think that's, the, <laughs> but that, that, that's it, isn't it? Neither of us are trained lawyers. We're not, we're not, we, we didn't go into the legal sector, yeah. uh, but we are in uh, sectors of our own as well. And we have those, those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. We know who's doing something well and who's maybe struggling and what the pros and cons might be and, and what you might need to have in place before you even start to have that mm-hmm. conversation with a particular type of tech. So definitely Absolutely. talk to the people that you're already working with 100%. and ask them for their connections because, you know, that, that's that's how we work isn't it yeah yeah um, absolutely um, it has been such a pleasure as ever to talk yeah. to you Ryan, and and I'm just glad we recorded this one because because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have all these conversations and always say oh this needs to be a podcast yeah. so yeah we've finally done it haven't we
1: there was one thing <laughs> You said at the start you would going give me a verdict on how my coffee was.
0: Oh, that's so true. Well, it's halfway down. That's because okay. I've been yabbering yeah, so okay. much. But um, it is a good cup of coffee, I can good. say. Very yeah. very much needed as well. Uh, and not just because I've had to drive to Newport. Yeah. Just <laughs> always a pleasure. And I have to say, incidentally, if anyone is in Newport and they want to go to the markets, the new, absolutely brilliant at uh, the food hall there. So um, highly recommended. And obviously pop in and see Validian and pop the team. To see us. Um to So I, I know this isn't going to be the last time we speak. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for your time today. No worries, all thanks for having me. Very welcome. Take care. Thank you for joining us. All our episodes of the Legal Sector Resilience podcast are available on legalnewswells.com with further signposting or on all good podcasting apps.